Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parler, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. How do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? You make plans for things. Life happens. I want to live a bigger life. You know, Anne, I am surprised that you wound up marrying Jacob. Whatever happened to the adventurous Anne? new teeth coming in. What? Anne. Oh, good, you're home. Get changed. I'd like to go out. 40 years I've known this woman. Every day the same. Now, I don't know who I'm coming home to. How much of that could I get? You want the blood? Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 340. Out now in the US in theatres on demand and digital is Jacob's Wife, a vampire tale that centres on Anne, played by Barbara Crampton, a frustrated wife of a small town minister who, after being bitten by a vampire, is given a new sense of power and confidence while also dealing with the grisly consequences of her new existence. Featuring terrific turns by Crampton and Larry Fessenden, Jacob's Wife is a bloody good horror film that is equal parts gory and poignant. And joining me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is the director of Jacob's Wife, Travis Stevens. Travis, I thank you very much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Matt. So the history of Jacob's Wife is really interesting. Um, Barbara Crampton is also a producer um, as well as the star of the film, and she had a few different writers work on the script before she presented it to you. What was it that really drew you to this story, and what did you add to the script that you felt did you felt wasn't quite there yet on the page? Well, what drew me to the story was an opportunity to work with Barbara Crampton and to really support her, not just in the creation of this movie, but in the next step of her career. Uh, it was really exciting to me that she was stepping more fully into uh, her role as a producer. Mm. And yeah, it was something that I, I was really excited about and wanted to do whatever I could to help her be successful in that. When it came to the script, it was immediately clear like why this character was appealing and why it was uh, the perfect movie for Barbara at this stage of her career, because there was a, a, such a strong correlation between what the main character, Ann Fetter, goes through in terms of reclaiming her voice and what Barbara was simultaneously doing as an actor, where she was taking a more active role and sort of voicing the types of movies that she wanted to uh, act in. Um, so with that in mind, you know, the, the process, my, my time on the script was really spent just 
trying to work with Barbara to make sure that there was a, a foundation of truth and authenticity from her own life in the screenplay. Um, really wanted to make sure that that there were scenes that gave her um, opportunities to demonstrate a wide range of, of acting, uh, sort of private moments, uh, internalized moments, bigger sort of holy cow movie moments. Uh, you know, there's choreography, there's special effects. I mean, it was basically looking at the script almost um, from an engineering standpoint and, mm. and looking for every opportunity we could to sort of create space for that character and for Barbara to really soar. Um, and then I think another, you know, thing was, you know, it seemed like a fun opportunity to honor the sort of classics of the vampire subgenre and, you know, try to add some new entries some new scenes that, that sort of take that idea in places we haven't seen in vampire films before. And, um, also, you know, wanted this movie to, to, to call back to some of the, um, films Barbara had done, horror films that Barbara had done in the 80s. Hmm. Um, and so trying to work some of that magic in there as well. So there, there was a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of sort of um, elements at play in, in the process. Interesting thing about vampire stories, especially of late, is that they often, often feature younger characters and their struggle with immortality. But in the case of Jacob's Wife, you have characters who are in their late 50s and, and it's the concept of these characters kind of looking at life more from like the rear view um was that something that you found especially interesting in regards to this vampire story yeah with, with any movie you know definitely with genre films if it's in a genre that has so many uh classics in it you're looking for the thing that makes it unique and this was something I felt we hadn't seen as much of. Um, and it was really nice to focus on some really sort of relatable human uh, aspects of, of, of a couple, you know, and, and to really explore what happens when your life has gotten smaller than, than you intended. And how do you, uh, you know, expand it? Um, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of genre is so focused on what's happening on screen, meaning, meaning sort of just the plot or, or just the, uh, just the scares that, you know, anytime you, you see something on the page that is really talking about how the events of the plot is impacting the characters, it's really exciting to read and certainly something I like to, to be involved with. You know, as I as I get older, I I often think about the concept of time, um, and if and as you become older, time becomes that much more precious. However, when you are immortal, uh, you have all the time in the world, right? So the, the character of Anne, she has a lot of this kind of regret and frustration that's very much a part of who she is, and she has many things about her that she wishes she could be somewhere else. And here she has this opportunity to not only become someone else, become the thing that she wants to be but she can almost master time in a certain way. That would have been such an appealing thing to, to deal with as well in this movie. Yeah, I mean, 
like for us, the focus was not on the now everything is better for, for uh, you know, I'm immortal and now everything is better. It was more about how does this slight shift in the power dynamics between them, what happens with that? Mm. And so I think it's, um, you know, what was interesting to us was, yes, Anne goes through this major transformation, but so does her husband, Jacob, um, because he has to adjust to his wife for the first time in years. Yeah. First time in years, he has to pay attention to what she's going through and what's he going to do about it. And what, what was kind of interesting to us was, you know, and you know, where this movie ends, it's not clear that they've resolved all of their issues. Yeah. And what happens next, sort of leaving it on that, you know, our are they going to be able to continue this down this path of, of um, sort of recalibrating the relationship or is one of them going to say that's it? Uh, that was kind of, that was kind of interesting for, you know, a vampire movie where normally it's about, you know, living forever and being sexy forever. <laughs> you know. I mean, Barbara Crampton's terrific in the film and so is um, Larry Fessenden as uh, Pastor Jacob. It's really inspired casting, actually. Um, was he already attached to the movie by the time you got on there, or did he come on later? Uh, so as I was reading it for the first time, Larry popped into my head. And part of that was because I knew in order for this to be uh, the type of role that Barbara Crampton could do some some different things with, there needed to be a real comfort with the person playing her husband because, um, you know, on these low budget movies, there's not as much time to prep. Mm. And so often you're getting comfortable with each other as you're making the movie. And this, this relationship between this couple, I mean, they've been married 30 years. So it was so clear that there needed to be a real history between them already. And so when I finished it, you know, I said, hey, I think Larry would be a wonderful choice for your husband. And Barbara and the other producer, Bob Poirier, said, so do we. And Barbara said, yeah, I'd actually re reached out to Larry, uh, you know, years ago. Uh, you know, yeah, let's let's talk to him again and see what he thinks. So there's um there's a quality to Larry, both I think maybe because he's also a filmmaker where he just it's, he's very, very good at reading a scene and, and understanding what the scene needs, like like uh, both energy-wise and also um, um, emotionally, like as the character and also just as a filmmaker. Hmm. And and like watching him and Barbara dance throughout the course of the movie was just wonderful because he's so good at adjusting uh, um, the energy in the scene. I, I feel really grateful, not just for uh, the work that he did that's on screen, that audiences are seeing, but for all of the work that he contributed behind the scenes as well and really made the shoot uh, so much more enjoyable for all of us. 
you know, Jacob's wife is in, indeed a, a movie about marriage. It's also a movie in a sort of way about uh, faith and, and religion. And of course, the character of Jacob is a pastor. And, and the film begins with a um, with a sermon. And um, Pastor Jake, uh, Pastor Jacob, excuse me, um, quotes Ephesians, and it's like this really interesting um, part of, of the Bible where it talks about husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. and for wives to submit yourselves to your husbands. And it, it really that sermon really touches on the themes that we're going to see throughout the film about servitude and gender roles, but it also talks about sacrifice and loyalty as well. Was that already that part already in the script, or is that something that you brought into it later? Because I know in Girl on the Third Floor, there were some uh, parts in it that kind of dealt with faith as well. Is that something you brought uh, to the movie? Yeah, I, I, I think that particular passage was in the the script already. Um, I added some more in the um, art direction on the posters that's hanging on the wall, and you know. The idea, like faith is a wonderful thing for humans uh, if we don't lose sight of its purpose, which is, you know, enriching our lives and and lifting us up. And, you know, in both girl and Jacob's wife, my personal view that I'm trying to get across is, is this can be a positive thing in your life but don't lose sight of what, what it's there for. Mm. Um, I think with, with Jacob in particular, he's kind of going through the motions and he's lost a bit of his, his connection to the words and to the purpose. And it's just gotten a little um, used to just being the man standing on top of the stage speaking to everybody, you know, kind of, He's gotten more used to being a leader than actually leading. Like he's lost touch with what it what it is, and and that idea of really connecting to to people as individuals and and you know nurturing the 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 best uh, of their potential in them and and trying to lift them up. That's something that um, you know I think he he needs to be doing a bit more of. And by the end of the movie, you know at least he's listening. Which is the first step. So, well, it's yeah. a it's a yeah. part of the film that I just absolutely love, and I, I do love Jacob's wife. And so, people out there listening um, across the U.S. in theaters on demand in digital, Shutter is a place you can definitely find the film. And um, Travis Stevens, I thank you very much for your time today. I'm such a big fan of your work from uh, all the stuff you did with um, Girl on the Third Floor, and of course with Jacob's wife. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Congratulations with the movie. Thank you so much, and 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 thank you so much for um, starting the week off so beautifully. It was <laughs> lovely chatting with you. And you too.